Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Do the show, bitch! Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. Yeah. Everybody, Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Happy Tuesday to you. Let's get our heads right. We are on the 10th day of uh, January, and I, I will admit it feels like the 100th day of January already. January always a long month. It's always a long month for me. Get to February, February cruises, it's very short, and then baseball starts, and then we're in the clear. Hopefully everybody is being safe on the roads out there. It is pretty bad. Uh, this morning, so just give yourself a little extra time. We'd love to, to keep you alive and, and well and out of an accident and things like that. Ruin your day. Uh, so make sure you take care out there. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindo. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Yeah, it was nasty. 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 Yes, it Ugh. was. It was. And your friendly neighborhood sports anchor and running aficionado. And hero, Benjamin Higgins. How are you this morning? Good morning, everybody. You're not um, good, are I, you? I know you're itching to talk about that thrilling game last night, but let's hold Ooh. off just for a, a minute or two to yeah. talk about the drama. Let's let's really stretch out and keep teasing over and over. Next, we'll talk about that game last night. <laughs> Next, we'll talk about it. You know, I was so worried about injuring myself. I think that was part of the reason why the run was so humiliating looking yesterday. If you saw it on... Our social channels, my sprinting, my lines that we did in the hallways. 
but it turns out it may have done something anyway because oh and it wasn't on the it wasn't where I thought it was going to be on the running portion because I don't run so I figured don't turn an ankle don't pull a hammy whatever but the reaching down for the lines I I got like some tweak in my back now oh upper like right behind my shoulder or something that I when I reached down to touch the ground because yeah. I could hear the coach in my ear going get all the way down there you got to yeah. touch the ground and just go the coach, down to your you mean knee. me yeah you're the yeah. coach yeah. I mean, also all the coaches in my past, all the PE teachers I ever had growing up. Yeah, don't they, half-ass they it. They were ringing in my ears as I was as I was running yesterday. So I'm starting to feel a little bit better this morning, though. So I think I'll be okay. I don't. I hope I, we didn't mess up your golf game with that because that little area uh, back there, kind of mid back, it's. I feel like I can take it's. It pulls right about here, but I feel like I can get all the way back on my swing. Do so you we'll own see. a foam roller? Uh, yes. Okay, so I would foam roll. I would also take the I hate it. Yeah, it sucks, but it's great. It's very love-hate, the foam roller, because you lay on it. You're like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, but it works. Also, at a break, take this lacrosse ball here. Lean up against the window there and put it right in the spot and, no, just, do that, yeah. and just sit on it for a while. Just let it let it sink in there. I have a massage today I'm looking forward to. Ooh, I Fancy. Yeah, well, I told you, 2023, the year of, of self-care. Uh, my mother-in-law is amazing, and every year in my stocking, she gives me a 60 to 90-minute massage. I have four of them because I've never used any of them. I, I just collect them, and I found them all in a drawer as I added this year's stocking stuffer to said drawer. I went, oh, look, there's three more in you there. You never thought about re-gifting them to Polly? Well, it says my name on it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a big re-gifter. Uh, but I, I looked down and I went, well, I wonder if these are expired. So they're not. So I called and we're going to, you know, Polly and I are leaving fantasy camp on Thursday. And I thought, all right, well, get a nice little, you know, massage. And they asked the question on the phone, do you want a man or a woman? And I said, oh, uh, what do you say? I go, uh, I, I don't care. You say, yeah, doesn't matter. It does, so I did. I said, I, I don't care. And they go, all right, well, you're, you'll be scheduled with Matt at 1130. And I said, fantastic, fantastic. So uh, no worries uh, there at all. So I'm going to be doing that today. I'm looking forward to it. I wish. Now, I have an extra one. Would you like one? You want to do even a though my name's massage together? Almost more than anything. <laughs> to be honest with you, almost more than anything, I want to do a couple's massage with you. Um, Who's this other guy filming it? <laughs> Paul, don't worry about me, guys. I'm just here for content creation. Uh, so, it, I mean, I could probably swing it. You probably need one. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope you're not too too hurt. No, I think I'll be okay. I really do. Okay. But um, you guys are um, you're pet owners, multiple pet owners, right? Yep. Polly's, you've had yep. a lot of pets. Polly, how many? Well. What are, let's do what? the pet count real quick. Okay. Polly? We've got three dogs. Okay. I've got two dogs and a cat and another cat on the way. Another cat on the Shh. way. The cat in, in like a I'm litter a coming? Or? No, not oh. a litter coming. It's not on the way. It's like FedExing to your house. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I I don't know if he's awake. So cat delivery. It's 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 somebody's birthday okay. coming up. So and I've got two dogs. Yep. What's the what's the reasonable amount of times you can expect them to throw up? Like just in the course of a year, I feel like my dogs throw up a lot, and they it happened again yesterday and again last night. Which one? 
Uh, Shalam, the, the, young the younger one. She got into something in the pantry. The oats, like the quick oats. <laughs> Taylor does the all, same thing, but he's a two-year-old child. All over the place. It was everywhere. Of course, she'll eat some of them, but now she's going to bar for a couple of days. And they, she always goes to the same place. We have... We have you know hardwood, not real hardwood floors, but you know the fake hardwood floors yeah, like, throughout like, our house. Like, like laminate put them in or whatever. A few years ago, we have one rug that we put in the living room. Yep. She insists on, on throwing yep. up on the rug, not on the easy to clean up carpet. But I feel like over the course of the year, it's going to be twelve to sixteen times between the two dogs that we're just cleaning up. It's too much vomit, vomit. in that's, the house. That's, that's a lot too of much. Vomit. It's a, a lot, lot of vomit. I. Well, my uh, one, my one holdover uh, dog from before my relationship uh, with Hannah. You know, we you know the story. The coyote came in the backyard and and killed one of my dogs, Layla, and her sister Camilla witnessed the whole thing and has been a, a wreck ever since. No kidding. I mean, honestly, I believe that she's traumatized. She's now deaf. She sits under the bed all day. She will not come out. Um, and so what she does in the middle of the night, Ben, and has I think she's on like a 14-day streak of urinating all over uh, the music room that we have at our house. And there was a big rug. Now, it's funny, Paulie, I didn't even share this with you. Last Friday, Ben made a, a little quip on the air. And he, we were talking about laundromats for some reason, probably because it's the off-season and we have four hours to fill. <laughs> And Ben said, "Do people even go to laundromats anymore?" Well, I said people need, they still need quarters for them as well. Right. Well, so the answer is the, well, a couple things. Number one, they don't need quarters anymore. In fact, I walked in with seven thousand quarters in my wouldn't pocket. Even take them they wouldn't even take them anymore. So there's you an have, app, there's a machine, you have or something to, else. You yeah. have to put your credit card in. You have to get a card. As it should be in at, 2022. It's <laughs> fair, but what am I going to do with all these quarters? All right, so my pockets are. <laughs> As I'm walking in, one half of my pants is sliding halfway down my leg. and I've got, So I have the giant rug. The giant rug from the music room. My wife's like, you have to take it to the laundromat. It's your dog. She sucks. Do it. I'm like, fine. So I had to go sit at the laundromat and do it. But we are on like a 14-day. We let her out at night. She goes out. And you can't leave her out at night, obviously, because the coyotes will come in and rip her to shreds. And that's not something we want to do. Um, and so we don't know what to do. You can't put her in the garage in a kennel because all night you hear. <laughs> and we have neighbors. That's exactly, by the way, when you put her outside while the family's eating, she stands by the door. <laughs> and the neighbors are going to be like, what is going on? Our, our neighbors hate us. And so. I don't know do either. I'm in a, a, a real pickle here. I it's it's we're gonna we bought a crate. We're gonna put her in a crate in our room to see if maybe that will help. That's how we do. Our dogs have been God crate trained, bless. so they're used to going in their crates and it's and not so, a big deal. So Hannah said she's just gonna pee in the crate and then I'm gonna have to clean up the pee in the crate in the morning and I go, I I go, I don't know what you want me to do at this point. I don't know what you want me to do. Like I feel like I know what you want me to do, but you're not going to say what you actually want me to do, Dr. Kevorkian. I know exactly <laughs> what you want me to do. So I, we're right there. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'll tell you this. Big dog guy. Big cat guy. Love love pets. It's too much with two kids. It's just too much. 
It's too much. I'm I'm overwhelmed. And she is way overwhelmed. No one hates urine more than my wife. You can save that clip, Polly. But you just spent the last four years going through diapers oh, that dude. you had to change and clean on a multiple do, daily basis. Do you think that stopped? Because it hasn't. Are dude. you still in diapers? Taylor's still in diapers. Still, yeah, he second one is, so. finally went pee-pee on the potty the well, other day. We're getting day. close. We're getting so. close. Bo wears a pull-up at night. Otherwise, you're changing sheets a couple times a week uh, for that. But yeah, dude, it's uh, it's a lot. It's just a lot. Pets are a lot in conjunction with children. But it, Shalane is a lot, and you have two grown kids, and she's still a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, have kids and three dogs is a lot. It's a ton. It's a ton. Especially of when one of them's like eighteen years old and blind and deaf, and <laughs> sometimes he does what he needs to do when he goes to the bathroom. Sometimes he does his own thing. Ugh. God love him. What are you gonna do? You gotta love him, right? I just, <laughs> yeah, we're we're a bit. Yeah, the old the old dogs get funny. You know, I take him on a walk every day. When there's a dog parked by our house, and bring the bags, they do their business. But as Reggie has gotten older, he's fourteen now. He, he just does in the middle of the street now. I'm kind of embarrassed. It's like we're right in front of the neighbor's house, and it's just, yep, it's time, right in the middle of the street. It's like, all right, just here here we go, just right in the middle of the street in front of everybody. You have no no shame, no buddy. modesty or anything. You, just, you could go off in the bushes and hide a little bit. No, no, we're just going to do it right Jackson. here. Maybe on the speed bump, so it's almost like a throne as you're walking yeah. by. Jackson is our old dog, and he is just, he is so set in his ways it's weird he's getting like he's like benjamin buttoning he's getting more and more energetic as he gets older which is confounding to me but like we'll be like sitting on the couch watching tv and as soon as one of us gets up to go to the kitchen and make some food or both of us get up to go to the kitchen he starts flipping out he needs everybody in their places at all times in your regular spots so weird or else his whole rhythm gets thrown off and then he just starts getting cranky and you're just like I, I want to live. Honestly, after, you know, we've, Let got, me live. we've got the big German Shepherd, too. And after these two are done, I don't see us. I don't foresee us getting any more dogs for a long, long, long time. Because your family did the bit to you. Hey, Dada, can we get this dog and we'll all take care of it? Nobody takes care no. of it. You do. You take care of it. I take care of it. You walk the dog. You clean up the vomit. You clean up the poop. Nobody does anything. My, you think my kids are going to be any different? No, they're not. They're not going to be any different at all. So I sympathize with you. Did you walk? Did you like see it this morning? Yeah, last night. We last got, night yeah, we got, got home. home. Yeah, I cleaned up one yesterday and then another one when last night we got home. It is, I can change my kids' diapers every day of the week. I, it's no problem. Cleaning up dog vomit and feces from my floor in my home. Maybe the worst grind. Yeah, it is. All right. right, Speaking of grind, we have three hours and forty-five minutes left, but we do have Bob Scanlon coming on today. Yes, we do. Bob's going to be on at seven thirty-five. Looking forward to uh, previewing the Padres season with Scan. He was in the Dominican recently and shot some of the Winter League baseball. So cool. Very curious to see what that experience was like. Who we saw. Uh, what was going on down there. So uh, he'll join us at 7.35 on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. And, of course, that uh, college football national championship game was entertaining for about seven minutes. Yeah, I was going to say four and a half. Or so, but uh, it's over. The season is over. Uh, we'll hear from Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs as they win their second straight crown. Talk about that coming up. Daily Diddy selection for Paul Woods' theme this week. It is 
bands or artists that you have never seen live but would like to go see in concert still. So theoretically, they have to still be yeah, still like be around, around still be alive, yeah. doing tours and shows. So it's possible that you may get to go see them in the future. So Polly's up today, and then we'll get going with all of our normal features. Take on Woods, Don't Do This, The Rindle Report, and much, much more. It is all coming up. Here on a Tuesday morning, glad you're with us. It is rainy out there. Be careful on the roadways. Let's get a first check of traffic with Kelly and then back with more on Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, I'm a one-way motorway. I'm a road the drive away follows you back home I I'm a street light shining I'm a white light blind and bright burning off and on oh, it's time like Learn to live again It's time to 
again. Beautiful, Polly. Beautiful pick. Ben? Presents. <laughs> Who's this? I no, I've heard this song, though. The Foo Fighters. Oh, these are the Foo Fighters. These are the Foo Fighters. The uh, acoustic version. I was going to say, it sounds different. Yes. Stripped strip down. A little bit. Yeah. They stripped down. Times I like, like these. the harder bands. Every once in a while, give them a little acoustic. Bro, there is nothing that makes me happier than and an acoustic set. <laughs> nothing. Because this song so is so good. And I don't want to say the music like behind it ruins it at all. That's no. not what I'm saying. Two different songs. I though. just want to isolate kind of the vocals a little bit more it's sometimes. Two different songs. Completely. And this song, I've seen them perform it live on videos, and every single time, I mean, dude, they did their tribute show for this, Taylor oh, Hawkins. Was, this, I was sobbing. This oh, song right here crushed. I was so, I was a wreck. A wreck. I mean, I was a wreck for most of that yep. show, but <laughs> this song in particular with Dave just weeping. Well, they are going on. The Foo Fighters are, yeah. they announced, they will soldier on. I mean, you know, that's that's what they do. They're a rock and roll band, and, and without Taylor Hawkins, it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. I feel bad. I've, I've never seen them. Probably my favorite band, and I, I just I haven't seen them. And, yeah, it won't be the same. No, it won't. Without but Taylor on still, the drums, you know. but... You know, I, I was I was telling my wife, I'm like, we have to go. Like, yeah, you got the, to. You know, when they they put out a statement on like New, uh, New Year's Eve, I think it was like, you know, toughest year of our lives, and you know, we, we will be back though. And I just said, hey, that's that's one babe where when that gets announced, it's like, here, just take my money. Yeah, take my money, <laughs> you know? and, and yeah, they're great live too. They really put on a good show. Uh, it was like it was a little bit of him of uh, Taylor passing, and then also just kind of the pandemic, you know. Over the last couple of years, I've totally shifted when it comes to like events and concerts. Like, dude, you only live once. YOLO, man. baby. I know. I'm That's so, it really is. I'm true. going to concerts by myself now. It's very <laughs> strange. Like, I, I just, whatever. I don't. I have to see them before you know something else happens, or before Dave's just like, you know what? I can't do this yeah, anymore. Of course, <laughs> so. of course. Oh, I speaking, can't wait to hear Ben's pick tomorrow. I'm like, I'm giddy for it. I can't speaking wait. Speaking of music, uh, I enjoyed the Pentatonix version of the National Anthem. Bro, how about, how about Pentatonix National night. Championship Good game? Lord. In fact, might have been the highlight of the entire game last night as Georgia absolutely demolished TCU. 65-7. to seven. Is there a way that a 65-7 to seven game wasn't that close either? Because it felt like it wasn't even that close. Um, now, if you see, you had that one big pass in the first quarter. Ten seven. They were. They were. That was it. It yeah. was close for like a minute and a half, and then Georgia scored again, and it was that was it. They went on and scored the final fifty five points of the game, and we have one colleague who is uh, thrilled and delighted. Our boss Adam Klug up there for his second straight college football championship at his alma mater. Look at that guy. We have one colleague who probably didn't have the greatest time in Braden Supranet. The TCU guy on our staff who, I mean, that just had to be rough to and be there. You have another guy here that is elated because now Notre Dame isn't the biggest joke to play in the college football you know, playoffs, uh, getting bodied by Alabama years ago. Uh, that that was, they didn't belong in the same, they didn't belong in the same area code. I mean, I, great year, fantastic year. They did a lot for the program. It's going to go far. You want a playoff game. That's spectacular. But nobody is in the same company as Georgia. Nobody. I mean, 65 points, so, Ben. Help me out then, because I was, I was talking to a buddy last night. Is the system broken 
because last week's semifinal games were both incredible. Yeah, they were I was fantastic. Glued to the television for like eight straight hours watching both no, of those I games. Mean, but is it broken where a TCU gets into the championship and gets absolutely bodied by Georgia, or would anybody have gotten bodied well, by Georgia? It's like watching a World Series and team goes out and just gets swept. You know, the Rockies made the World Series that year against all odds. But you look at the national championship history. It's like the last six years. The last five years have been. I got, I got the numbers. The last five years, 28-point difference, 17-point difference, 28-point difference, 15-point difference, and a 58-point difference. I do think when you have such a small playoff that it opens the door for a team. All they have to do is pull off one upset to get to the championship game where then they could be exposed. You get more film. You get a little more time. You're prepared. And a team like Georgia can dismantle a TCU with the expansion to twelve. It may, it may take away some of that factor. You're going to have to be playing really well to get to the championship game. You're going to have to win three or at least two games, depending on your seed, to get there. So you might weed out a couple of the lucky teams who get some good breaks, good calls, whatever. You how will they do game. the? How will they do the buys? Just so, number one, so number two, five versus twelve. Six versus eleven in the first round. So the top four get buys. They'll play the top first. Four. They'll play the first round. Four teams will be eliminated. Then they'll be down to eight, and then you'll have the normal one to eights, two seven, three six, four five for three rounds, and then so you could play either four or three games. Probably, r- rarely will t- a team play four games. You'll have to be one of the lower seeds and make it all the way to the championship, which I doubt will happen that often, but it's at least possible. Yeah, I mean, look, Paulie, do we? I, do we think will it become like March Madness where because it's not going to be 64 teams or 68 or whatever they have now it's not going to be like that because it is fun to watch a Loyola go on a run but Loyola but gets to the final four they get bodied and and they're out you still get the two you usually get two of the best teams in the championship and I think expansion well, will help. Yeah. TCU let's be fair TCU was one of the best teams in college football they were they were one of the best teams in college football the best team in the Big 12 by far I mean, they were one of the best teams in college football. They just got their ass kicked. They did. And think about it from this perspective. The NFL is the league with the most parity. They have a, you know, a, a, a large playoff structure that's gotten even bigger. Paul, you're probably a little young, but when Woods and I were growing up, every Super Bowl was a blowout. Every single <laughs> so like Super Bowl. 15 years, yes. every Super Bowl was terrible. It was it terrible. It doesn't mean that the NFL playoff system or the way they did it was broken. Sometimes you just end up with a mismatch in championship games, and that's that's the way it is. And there's nothing you can do to really fix that. Save this. Let's go to break. I want to think about good Super Bowls. I want to think about the in my lifetime. I'm going to look it up. There's been like three that were like, whoa. Like obviously the comeback for Brady. We can talk about him, but there's been some decent ones some in the last good, 10, decent, 15 years. Decent. But you're right. When we were kids, oh, awful every year. Every year. 55-10, You're like, all right, this sucks, dude. Like, I'm glad, uh, glad I get to see Bruce Springsteen at halftime. All right, we'll wrap up our discussion, or at least our early discussion, on the championship game. We can talk some Super Bowls, and uh, hopefully we're going to get into our 40-man roster review. At least get it started. I don't know that we'll be able to do it all in one day, but with the Padres heading to spring training here in a few weeks, we wanted to take a look at exactly... Who are the guys that will be with them in camp? Plus a few, obviously, but our 40-man roster review coming up as well. It's all ahead this morning with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey everyone boomer esiason here the nfl draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one the free odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country the local voices who know your team the best giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad it's always football season right here on the free odyssey app at the stretch from uh, I don't know like 1983 to into the well into the 90s yeah dude and there's only like Two, two decent in the games. Super Bowl that were decided by less than double digits. The 1991, the Giants beat the uh, Bills by one. That's the Scott Norwood Scott Norwood missed missed game. Correct. I remember that like it was yesterday. The Niners bodied the Chargers in '95. Dallas won by ten. Green Bay won by two touchdowns. There's a there's a seven point game there when, I mean, when Elway the, got one. 55-10, 49ers, Broncos, 52-17, Cowboys. Over the Bills, you mentioned Chargers forty nine twenty six. There forty two ten was uh, Washington over Denver. That was one in San Diego in nineteen eighty eight, January of ninety eight. Then it got okay in the the mid aughts, the two thousand nine. You know, it got pretty good. And then yeah, Patriots played some close ones, yep. obviously against the Rams, the Panthers, the Eagles. You had that great. Uh, Rams-Titans Super Bowl that came right down to the end at the wire. And, of course, last year's was great. 
23-20. Rams uh, over the Bengals. But yeah, Tampa Bay beat the Chiefs 31-9. You got 31-20. 13-3. That was kind of a turd. 41-33. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, Paulie makes the point of, you know, is it broken when you see a, a game like last night? Like last last night, I tweeted early in the game, are they going to hang 50 tonight? They had 45 at half. I felt pretty, and I don't bet anymore. But, you know, taking the over in that game would have probably been a really wise move. By the way, Georgia hit the over by themselves. That's a true story. I think the over was 63 and a half or something. And they hit it by themselves. Now, look, I I pose that question to just spark a conversation, but it's entirely possible that Georgia would have steamrolled Alabama. They would have steamrolled Michigan. I think they They beat Michigan by 35. Ohio State. they They may not win by 54. What did they win by? 50. 58? 58 points. I'm really bad at math. They they may have not have won by 58, but I think probably win by three touchdowns against anybody else. I mean, it's stupid to say, but you feel like the only team, the only team that may have been able to play them tough was freaking Alabama, and they lost twice, so they weren't going to be in it. And the only reason I say that is because those got they know how to play each other. That's what they do. This is they're two like-minded teams and, and like-minded coaches. Maybe with an expanded playoff, we'll find out because maybe an Alabama as a 7 seed or something does flip the switch well, and make it to a championship. Does TCU if they had to beat another top 10 play another top 10 team in a third playoff game, do they win both of those do games they win both and get them? to the championship it's, team? It's I, exactly I right. We we're not going to see I mean, this is about I think there's no way to tell, but my gut tells me this is about as Cinderella as you're going to get. Well, some, a thirteen and one TCU team, like that's about as yeah, Cinderella I mean, were, as you're going to get. They were two hundred to one to start the season, right? That's that's Cinderella. Uh, the, the, the Aztecs were probably somewhere around two hundred to one to yeah. start the season. Yeah, it was an uh, incredibly unlikely. You know, confluence of events that got them to the championship. Well, their game. starting quarterback goes down early. You know, uh, surrenders the job to to Max Duggan, and I felt terrible for that kid because he didn't play well. He didn't play well at all. And you know, you wonder if he had had his best game, would it have been enough to beat Georgia? I don't think it would have been. Um, they turned the ball over too many times. You cannot give a team like that. How, how about that though? Right when the game starts, both teams first freaking snap, just jump offsides. The nerves, they were, both teams were rattled, but one team was able to, to dial it in. And, you know, Sonny Dykes was standing there on the sideline with his mouth open, like, how do you even stop this bleeding at this point? How do you stop? You couldn't run it. You couldn't throw it. Max Duggan forgot how to throw, couldn't really use his legs very, very much. And that was church, man. At that point, it was over. And, and look at that Georgia team. They got five stars. All over the place. There's no question. Their There's no question. Are five stars. And that's the thing that, that Their makes third stringers are top. So of the bigger question is: Is college football broken? And I think that's a fair that's a fair way to to pitch that convo. Is is the entire scene broken? Well, it ain't running like a well oiled machine. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, it fact, is if you're it is if the, you're one of the f- five blue bloods. That, that that's the sign that it's broken. That's the though. sign that it's broken. You can't have a sport. And by the way. The odds are already out. Guess who the favorites are to win the championship next year? I'll give you uh, – you got three teams. If you can't name the three teams who are the biggest favorites to win the championship 
then you haven't been paying attention to college football for well, the last I decade. I think two are really easy. It's Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. And, and then the, the third one? one is probably Ohio State. Yes. Yeah. Those are the three favorites to win the championship next year and probably in perpetuity. Um, you until, know, for yeah, who, and, who knows how long that those three shifts. are going to be uh, the, the, ne- the favorites. And it really, you, you should have a sport that has a little bit more variance, a little bit more parity. The SEC... As much as you like to complain about it, they are a notch above everybody else. They really are. They have, with their facilities, with the money they put into their programs, the brands they have established, their NIL, you know, now that they can start funneling money to players as well. Legally. It's it's not going to change anytime soon. It's, it's almost like they're playing their own sports. It's their own. You know, it's yeah, their own Ohio State, USC, I think, is fourth, and they'll have the Heisman Trophy winner back. Maybe they can have a magical season like TCU did. But for the most part, it's going to be SEC teams that dominate that that playoff for a long time to come because they are a notch above everybody else. And I think that's a sign that the sport is somewhat broken going forward. Now, somebody knew something because I read a ton of big bets came in on Georgia just before the game. Minus 12.5, minus 13. That had to be a very stress-free game to watch after about 20 minutes knowing that eh, well, we're going to cash this big bet uh today for georgia now felt like a lot of we were all talking tcu come on they can keep it within two touchdowns sure, right yeah they, doing this all season gutty team like that they're not going to get run off the field it's going to be close uh-uh the sharps knew that this georgia team was too much for tcu they got it absolutely right you could have made the line 59 and a half <laughs> tcu would have won that one but wait no 57 and a half, and you would have have covered. Let's. Um, I want to come back to a little bit. One thing I want to pray. Kirby Smart's pregame, you know, his motivation for his team. What he talked about after the game. Can we get back to that a little bit later? I don't I, have that audio. Just okay. so you well, know, right, it fine. would have taken Paulie. 700 minutes to edit his it pregame been, speech. It would be. You guys got to beep, beep. You got to beep. Get your beep. It's Kick it's beep, but beep, I'm telling you, I listened to beep. it this morning and I was ready to fight somebody. Right, we'll we'll come we'll come back to that. Uh, we got to check traffic though, and I want to start getting into our Padres 40 man roster review as we get into spring training season just a few weeks away. Padres have filled out that 40 man roster. It is full at the moment. Uh, we'll take a look. There were I think there were only two names that I was going. Wait, who's that? Where did they? Where did he come from on the forty man yeah, roster? Yeah, I had a couple as we did that. So we'll go through some of the, the you know the big names, but we got to go through everybody. We'll do that after a check of traffic here on ninety seven three the fan. All right, by the numbers, Padres forty man roster as they get ready to report to spring training. I don't think this is particularly unusual, but very pitching heavy. You have twenty five pitchers and only fifteen position players right now on the Padres forty man roster. Part of that is the you know the the position players that they have acquired on their team, the stars that are there are their stars, and you know you need backups, obviously, you need a little bit of depth, but it really is pitching where you want to have the bulk of your depth on the forty man roster over a course of a hundred and sixty two game season. Who knows how deep you're going to have to dive uh, into those players in the minor league, so very pitching heavy right now on the Padres forty man roster. And there are some names that uh, wasn't entirely familiar with. Why don't we start with position players, then we can get to the position players a little bit later. And uh, we'll start with the three catchers. Yeah, there are three catchers on the Padres' 40-man roster. Austin Nola, of course, you know, and Luis Campusano coming back. 
Uh, Jorge Alfaro's gone. He was he was released, so he is no longer part of it. Padres also have Brett Sullivan, who was their AAA catcher, on the 40-man roster as well. Um, I think most teams have at least three catchers somewhere. You you know, knowing it's a position that is ripe for injury, foul balls that are ticked off in the wrong place, and uh, just the work that goes into that, it's, it's good to have a guy that uh, at least is a third emergency guy you can call up when necessary. And I, you know, I, I don't think I could have been more wrong uh, at the beginning of the offseason when I said I think, I think catcher is a position they will look to upgrade this offseason. Uh, there were a few names out there, Wilson Contreras being one of them, um, Sean Murphy being another one. A couple other guys are still floating around uh, out there as well. Don't know the level of interest. But one thing we've always known about A.J. Preller is he's been on this constant journey since he's been the GM to collect, hoard, and try to upgrade the catching position uh, seemingly every year. And I, I really think Austin Nola did a great job last season. I do. I, I doesn't really give you what you want offense, offensively, but when the playoffs came around, the guy answered the bell every single night and hit really well early, didn't hit so well in the Philly series, but you know none of the bottom of the order did. But he handled those pitchers really, really well, and I think he garnered a lot of trust within the organization and with the guys in the, in the rotation and, and bullpen. Is it fair to say that Austin Nola is both a has both been a pleasant surprise and a kind of a big disappointment. Doesn't that feel weird cuz yeah. the the his profile when he was pitched here was oh he's like a 300 hitter, converted infielder, he he's going to slap the ball right, he's going to hit 300 with some with maybe some, some power yeah. as well. And we have seen none of that none of since he had already had five home runs in the very brief start to the 2020 pandemic season before he was traded from the Mariners to the Padres. He he barely has that in the two and a half seasons since he came to San Diego. We've just seen no pop. We've seen nothing approaching the the three hundred average he was putting up uh, in Seattle. That looked like he was kind of going to be a a core offensive player that the Padres were adding. And then the question mark was, well, yeah, but can he call a game? He's new to the catching position. Will he get the finer points, the nuances, the framing all down? On that front, he has actually been more than capable and has done a great job and has been, when healthy, after he had some injury trouble in 2021, has been dead, very solid, reliable, and was the anchor during the postseason and caught every single game uh, for the San Diego Padres. So Can't really throw a soul out stealing, though. And and look, uh, based on the guys that we have in our rotation, you know, you Darvish, not great holding runners on. Blake Snell, not great at holding runners on. Joe Musgrove is okay at holding runners on. It's not all on him. It's not. It just it's it's like a 50-50 thing, but he's not great at that. He doesn't have a super strong arm throughout 8 of 56 base runners. It's a weakness of his. So Can you improve on that? I think you can. I think you can. I think the pitchers can do a better job at holding guys on. I think some of the rule changes may may help a little bit. I don't know. I we'll see what happens. But if we go into opening day and Austin Nola's behind the dish, I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. It's fine by me. Now Luis Camposano remains one of the top catching prospects in all of baseball. He also remains this massive enigma mystery. Do we like him? Do we not? Not we the fans. Does the organization like him? Do they value him? Do they are they do they even want to showcase him at all? Because he's got pop. One thing we know about that kid is he's got some pop in his bat. I, I'm seeing a lot on Twitter. Well, let's just make him the full time DH. I don't know that he's a full time DH. He and Joe Musgrove worked really, really well together last year for like 
two starts, and then that went by the wayside. So these are all things I want to know the next time I talk to Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller and say, please, what is your plan for him? I know it's um, I know it sounds crazy, but occasionally top prospects then turn into top players in the big leagues. Yeah, it's very weird. Does it, it works like that in other organizations? Does it feel sometimes. like there's a chance that Luis Campusano is going to break out and be a top player, like an all-star catcher for the San Diego Padres? Because I, you know, and and maybe this is just pessimism on my part, but I don't. I don't really expect that to happen. I don't feel like it's going to happen. It, I'm well, ho- I'll tell you, it I'm can't happen he, without a chance. I'm hoping he turns into, you know, a serviceable <laughs> no, catcher. No, no, no. But, you know, usually your your expectations for top prospects are, yeah, I mean, and, and within a year or so, I want him to be one of the upper echelon catchers in all of baseball. And I'm having trouble envisioning that right now. But it's not his fault, per se. Based on how the Padres are using him and how they even think of him internally. And we don't know. We don't know the conversations that go on between, you know, AJ and his staff and Bob. I don't know what those conversations are. I wish I did. All I can do is use my own eyes and say, is he in the lineup? He's not? Okay, cool. They hate Luis Camposano. Obviously, I'm, I'm making a joke. They don't hate him. But what is the plan for this kid this year? When I looked at the 40-man, and we'll go through it, like you said, there's about nine guys that it's a crass phrase, but it's time for the Padres to S or get off the pot with some of these guys. And and if those guys are given a chance, it's time for those guys to, to rise to the occasion. Literally, there's about nine guys that it's, hey, man, let's go. We're trying to win a World Series. we got to figure this thing out. But you have to have an opportunity to do that. Well, with, and he just with has Brett it. Sullivan is the only other catcher on the forty man roster, and I certainly do not expect Brett Sullivan, barring some crazy injuries, to be on the opening day twenty six man roster. Luis Camposano is going to get his opportunity, right? Which they, is why he can't be a DH. He can't DH because then you don't have another catcher. They, I mean, it's pot. You can, you can, you but, can now. Uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a risk in that you can lose your DH, but. I mean, it's not untenable. I mean, you can still pinch it if that happens. Okay, but it's not something you're going to do three days a week. No, but if he catches, let's say, I mean, you can't use Austin Nola the way you did in the postseason. It's got to be not an even split. Six games a week. Nola catches four. four, Campusano catches two, and then DHs either once or maybe twice. He's getting some significant at bats and opportunities in the big leagues. Yep. In 2023. It, I mean, that is enough to tell you, I would think, kind of what you've got. Now, if it doesn't work out, Padres could be in a bit of trouble. Then you're, then you're, yeah, you've screwed the pooch a little bit. And then you're you're scrambling at the trade deadline to try to acquire another catcher. Uh, you know, if one of those guys doesn't pan out. This is fun. I like this. This already I baseball like talk. I'm, I'm like getting all giddy. This is a really, really fun thing. But I, but. Think, I think the other way is, I mean, if either of those guys has a really good season, you're getting major production out of somewhere that you weren't really counting on. Yep. I mean, you're already counting on major production out of a good six spots in your lineup, if not more. <laughs> yeah. You get you get catching production too. You'd say Luis Camposano does break out and becomes a you know a twenty homer, decent catcher behind the plate, hitting like two eighty. Oh my God, the Padres lineup is going to be formidable. Dirty. Absolutely formidable. Absolutely, and it's and- not like it's impossible. We've seen Austin Nola hit. We've seen Luis Camposano hit in the minors. 
and he's got the at least the pedigree to be a, a major league guy. It could happen. Boy, he looks like one, doesn't he? The yes, old he does. the old eye test when you see Camposano, he looks hitterish. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And yeah, I mean, it's just at this point, what what is the plan with him? And I look, I I feel like a lot of that's in his hands as well. You know, Luis needs to. You know, a lot of these guys, it's time It's time to S or get off the pot. You know, do you want to be a big leaguer? Do you want to be a, a, a contributor to a World Series team? Here's your opportunity. What better opportunity in baseball is there for a young guy looking to help win a World Series? This is it. Three down, 37 to go. Piece of on, cake. on the 40-man roster, we'll get to some of the, uh, the infielders uh, a little bit later. When we come back, good news for your local golf fans, plus Fernando Tatis Jr., emerges on social media <laughs> plus we play take on woods it's all coming up next year ben and woods on 97.3 the fan okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 